Palm Sunday. And I'm going to speak about Jesus riding into Jerusalem on the donkey's coat. But first, sorry. <laughs> if Jesus can ride in on a donkey's coat, then he can use me to speak today. Jesus also used a donkey to speak in the Old Testament with Balaam. He told them he was going the wrong way as well. Something about donkeys and Jesus. <laughs> he always calls me that. <laughs> But God is good, isn't he? We heard that in the worship today, didn't we? The anointing of God, the presence of God, you know, the presence of God. When I heard some of the voice, I thought, she should be on the X Factor. (laughs) But she's using her gift for the glory of God, and there's a beautiful sound going up. And we'll read about that today, when they worship God, when they worship Jesus Christ. So the portion of scripture, if you've got your Bibles... Is Matthew 21. The triumphant entry. And just before I, I preach, I'm going to pray. Always good to pray. Who knows it's good to pray? We can do nothing without him, eh? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we love you. We focused on you the day, just singing that song about your wounds, Lord. My heart was weeping because of the great things you have done. And we want to bring you alive the day, Jesus. You are alive. And you're in heaven, but you walk this earth one day, and you walk in us, your children, God, and others, Lord, that you love, that don't know you yet. We pray the day they would know you love them. Lord, we pray, we thank you for the little children being dedicated to you, Lord. You love the little children too. So we just pray, I pray, Lord, that you'll help me expound your word, Lord, and you'll come, Holy Spirit, and we will, we will just worship you and praise you and receive your word today. Amen. So the, the, the name of my message today is called Cry Out to the Greatest Preacher Ever Walked This Earth. Because when Jesus went into Jerusalem, they cried out. And today, we can cry out to him. So Matthew 21. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem, they came to Beth Peg at the Mount of Olives. When Jesus said, then Jesus said to two of his disciples, sent, sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you say, you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly, sitting on a donkey, and the colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and they brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them and set him on them, set Jesus on them. And a very great crowd, a very great multitude spread spread their clothes on the ground. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitude who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come to Jerusalem, all the, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth. So I just want to look at that this morning. Take that off. Just want to look at that. So let's speak about the donkey. The donkey, the donkey at the time was tied up and Jesus asked that it would be loosed. And I don't want to take it too far away from scripture today. I thank Pastor Nick for giving me the scripture to speak on today and I'll try and stick to it. There's this same account that when Jesus riding into Jerusalem is in all the gospels and every one of them. And I'm going to read one other one just to shed another wee bit of light on it as well. But I just want to speak about the donkey being loosed. You know, what happened was he needed that donkey because he was, that was his mode of transport to travel in where he would, he would be praised and he would be worshipped. You know, and the word loosed I think is a great word because it, it tends to speak about when you're bound up and when you're loosed you're freed, aren't you? You know, I know myself that Jesus can loose people from things. Who knows in here that Jesus can loose people? In here it was, amen, in here it was a donkey. And he wanted to use that donkey. This wee donkey get the prime position in the universe from that day. He was carrying Jesus. See, King David was a great warrior and a man after God's heart. But Jesus was a greater warrior. He was God, the man. And he wasn't going to ride in. King David had horses and great, great horses, but Jesus used a lowly creature to ride into Jerusalem. And I've thought about this, and I know that you or me, Jesus can ride in us, in our hearts, when we receive him. Jesus can loose us from things and show his glory in us as well. I just want to look at verse, verse 6. There's certain scriptures in the Bible that we could even take them out and just talk about that one scripture and be totally blessed by it. And this is one of these scriptures that I'm going to speak about. It is verse 6 of the portion that I've read. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Grace is free and it's abundant. Who thanks God for the grace to cover our sins and bring freedom? We've done nothing, didn't we? No, we just received it. Thank you, Lord. We just received it. But these disciples have been trained to serve the Lord. And when we have Jesus, we get trained by him to serve the Lord. So, grace, who loves grace? Many of us. Who loves obedience? <laughs> How many hands are going up? <laughs> Well, I'd like to, but let me honest as well, I, oh, I imagine we were obedient all the time. Praise God. So these guys, what they done was, so the disciples went as Jesus, and did as Jesus commanded them. When we do what Jesus commands us, we see great blessing. They seen the glory of God being carried on a donkey. They seen the, 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 the Lord being 
been praised on earth as king, and he was king as well. I'm going to read the other. I'm going to just speak about about what it says about the the prophet had spoken and tell the daughter of Zion, behold your king is coming to you lonely, sitting on a donkey, a colt of a donkey. So there was two in this one. So Zachariah was a prophet. This was prophesied 400 years before Jesus fulfilled it by the prophet Zachariah. Zachariah was an Old Testament prophet and he was one of the most messianic prophets of the Old Testament. And he spoke about Jesus. If you can, I've not got, I want to go into other things today. But if you go and read it, it's in Zechariah 9.9. And it speaks about him bringing peace to the world. It pre- speaks about him being peace, the, 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 the warrior of peace. It says, Zechariah's name means Yahweh remembers. That's what Zechariah, he was an old, old, old Testament prophet from the tribe of Levi. And the other scripture I'm going to read with this same account, I'll, I'll flip back to that, is Luke. Luke 19. This is just shining another wee bit on it. So they went and done as Jesus says. When we do what Jesus says, we can see people set free. If you're praying and Jesus says to you, go and visit that person. But maybe that person's struggling just now. Go and Give them a phone to see if they're alright. Give them a wee text. If you listen to the Spirit of God or if you read it in the Word, he speaks just as he did to them about a donkey. But he's more interested. I'm not saying he's not interested in a donkey. He loves animals. He made them. <laughs> he made them. But he made us. He's interested in humans. He's interested in souls. He's interested in our souls. So he can speak to one of us and say, that person's struggling. Go and pray with them. Or if they're no Christian, go and love them. Go and put an arm around about them. That's what Jesus can do. He can speak. And when we're obedient to that voice, whether it be reading the word or whether it be the wee still small voice, who thanks God for the wee still small voice? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Without him we can do nothing. Jesus is awesome. He's the one that died for us. He's the one that was healed king and he was king. He's the one that bled. We read at his wounds. Wounded for our transgressions. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he was in Jesus, reconciling the world to God. And now he's in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Carrying, carried by, I'll say myself, a donkey. Hallelujah. Carrying Jesus, that's a precious thing. So, this says, As they were loosing the coat, the owner of it said to them, Why are you loosing the coat? And Jesus had said that. He gave them the answer. When God tells you to do something, he provides for you as well. Amen. When he tells you to do something, he'll give the provision for it as well. He'll go before you if it's God that's telling you. And they said, the Lord has need of him. Do you know when there's people out there as well? See, God doesn't need them. God loves people. And if they can come and be loosed, he will use them. The most, un- the most unfortunate, broken people restored in God. I just got a text the other day there for a girl we, we sent to rehab. She's beaming with Jesus. Absolutely beaming just back from India. And she was broken girl with the day she went away. But see her the day, she's thriving in Jesus Christ. Her wee face is beaming. She's a brand new creation. Because he has use for her. He has loosed her. And now he has use for her. And I believe he will. He should just back for 
India working with children on the streets. Once he loosed her, he will use her. He will ride his Holy Spirit in her and use her as well. So they said, the Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus and they threw their clothes on the colt and they sat, they, sat, they sat Jesus on him on the colt and they went many and spread their clothes on the road. What about the clothes? Imagine Jesus was coming here. Oh, that's my good jacket. I'm not really like to put that down. I'd, I'd put my old, my old one I wear when I'm going out working in that, but I'm not like to put that in down. No back seat when that comes. But they were, they, were enthroned, they were enthralled with who he was and they were ready to put. Your garments usually mean, they, I read it, I looked this up when I read the different accounts. This is, was a custom, the Roman custom, if a God, if a God, we know he is God, the real God, came to earth, that's what they would do with the branches and the clothes. But are we willing to lay down our lives for the Lord? Because garments usually mean in, in scripture, we're character. Who knows we get an exchange of character through Jesus. Then as we were drawn near the, to the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude and the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works he had done and seen. Let's just stop there. Praise God in a loud voice. He heard it in here the day. That worship was awesome and the other teams are awesome in here. Love Who loves the worship in here? Amen. But we can worship God. I went to pray and study this last night. And I started praying. And you know, God said, just worship me. And you know, I've had a great time with him. Just praising him. I put some worship music on him. And I just was saying. And see, when I was standing there the day, do you know what I was thinking when that song was? Thinking about my sins. I wasn't condemned by it. But I was thinking about every one of them being put on him. See, if you're struggling in here the day with anything, give it to Jesus. Cry out to the greatest preacher ever walked this earth. He loves you deeply. Whatever it is, hand it over to him. Say, I'm sorry, but he forgives. Thank God for forgiveness, eh? It's at the core of who he is. So I'm encouraging his church. I praise God for this worship. I've got a family here now. This is my family, you know. Let's worship the Lord. Let's praise him. Who knows he's worthy to be praised? Amen. Praise the Lamb of God. The rose of Sharon, the one that takes away the sins of the world. The one that comes to the broken and doesn't condemn, but his love changes them. <laughs> Neither do I condemn you, he said to the lady, but go and sin no more. If he condemned her, she'd have maybe run away, she could have been stoned. But that love touched her. And I pray that that love would touch people the day it's touched me. And I'm glad it's still touching me. Because <laughs> we need it every day, don't we? The love of God praised them. They praised them. Blessed is the king, because he is who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he said, and he answered and said to them, I love this one. The other one says the babes cried out. Out of the, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. We heard it today. The wee praises coming for the children. But in this one it says, I tell you that if these, this was his disciples, worshipping him, don't cry out, would keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. And can I say, Jesus doesn't make things up. He was serious. The stones would have cried out for him. If the stones should be crying out, I think we should be crying out, shouldn't we? Think about it for a minute. 
what he's done for you. That's what made me the day nearly weep because I thought what he's done for me. I owe you. It was in the song, wasn't it? If, you, if that grace is real, then do you know what? All my heart I owe you. Because it's real, I owe you everything. You're so beautiful, Jesus. You're so awesome. Hosanna in the highest. So let's speak about it. I'll read this last bit and go back here. So, Hosanna means save now. That's what it meant. Save now. And I was praying about this. Would I say Hosanna to, to Jesus? Save now. Who's in here is saved by the grace of God? Amen. And that's an awesome thing. So I knew pray, save my family, save my friends, save the ones run about me as well. So it means save now, and it means that they were acknowledging him as the Messiah. Later it meant fervent praise as well. I just want to talk about who was, who was there this day as they were riding into Jerusalem. Who were the people? It was the disciples, it said, and look. So it, did, it said that the disciples were there. And then another part it says, it was the ones that saw Lazarus raised for the dead. It was the ones, maybe, they cast seven devils out of. It was a leper, maybe, that he'd healed. It was maybe the day the drug addict that he'd saved. It was maybe the lady, wee lady that had went to church for years but didn't know Jesus, and Jesus had saved her. It was you and I can join in in this today. So we can praise and cry out to him today, for he is worthy of all praise, and he is rich to all who call upon him. Amen. So this, this next, next part, the cleansing of the temple, eh? Jesus is mild and meek, and he is, but he's also got righteous anger against things that aren't right. I'm going to read it. Then Jesus went into the temple of God. This is the same day. This is straight after it. There's, there's another cleanse. It's in every... Give you some information. It's in every single gospel. John's gospel is a different account. Some people, most people think that John's gospel was at the beginning of his ministry, that there was two different temple cleanses. Not everybody might believe that, but that's the way it looks to me, that there was two different kinds. Because in that one, he put sheep and everything at the temple when he cleansed it. But this one, it's the money changers. So Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and turned the tables of the money chambers and the seats of those who sold doves and said to them, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer but you have made it a den of thieves. So I just want to stop there about prayer. You know, these things, what was happening in these days, and it's still, there's a thing out there today called the prosperity gospel, and it says you'd give and you'll be given. I believe if you're, give, you're giving, you're giving. But some folk trying to make money off the gospel. God provides, he's provided for me and he provides for people, but it's not to be peddled. It's not to be making money. There's something far deeper that Jesus wants. It's our hearts. It's our prayer life. It's our life so that we can be a blessing to others. And these guys were making money and missing the best thing. 
out of it. So, I'd really want to encourage the people of Southside to pray. Because I do believe, as, as Pastor Max asked me to share this word as well, you know, there's wee prayer meetings here. You know, there's meetings here that we can be meeting together. You know, I spoke a, a few months ago, and it was about Peter being in the, Peter being in the, the prison, and they prayed, and they got an angel come into the prison and set him free. Prayer change. How many is in here have got needs? How many is in here would like to see your family saved? Yeah, let us pray. I love this church, but I'm encouraging you by the grace of God. I'm not rebuking anybody. I'm encouraging you. Some night if you're sitting and you think, mm, I can't be bothered, try and, try and push into prayer. I do believe with all my heart. I'll give you two, two biblical prayers. Okay? So Jesus wanted his house back to prayer. That's what was the most important thing. This is a prayer, a biblical prayer to the Apostle Paul. Okay? For this reason, we also, since the day we heard that, do not cease to pray for you. He didn't cease to pray. And to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's some prayer, isn't it? That you would be filled with God's will and all spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord. Who would like to walk worthy of the Lord? Amen. Fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. That is a godly prayer that we could be praying for each other. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. And all patience and long-suffering and joy. We, de- we need that long-suffering. We need, we need patience. Who, who lacks patience? I do sometimes. I'm asking questions because I want the Holy Spirit, to, I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to question where we are so that we can glorify God, so that we can see a mighty move of God. I would love to see God moving and people being set free by the power of Jesus. The, the same things that was happening when he was here. People being set free. We are seeing people get, to get free and that. We praise God for that. But us as a church to be praying, to be seeking God, I believe it's exciting. I believe it gives me happy feet. Just like Jesus gave my happy feet. And the wee kids, the wee kids, the wee little ones that we saw today being blessed. The worship coming for God, for the oldest, for the youth, for the young ones learning about Jesus, praying together. What is it to say a family that prays together? Stays together. A church, if a family that prays together stays together, a church needs to pray together. And then a great mighty move can happen. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers. Be partakers. That's something we partake of. Of the inheritance of the saints alike. What a beautiful prayer. In the Bible there's beautiful prayers. But when we come together and we pray with each other, God can give us words for each other as well. So the second, the second prayer I want to speak about today. I feel God focusing on prayer through this cleansing of the temple. This is Jesus praying. And Jesus came, this is him in the Mount Olive. This is from next week, it's Easter Sunday next week. Then Jesus came to them to the place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here and wait till I, while I go over there and pray. 
So this is Jesus as a man and he's praying. And he took with him Peter, the sons of Zebed, Peter, Peter, the son of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. So this is Jesus in travail as he's going to take on your sons and my sons. Everyone is the sons of the world. He's going to be baptized with a baptism of fire. And he needed his disciples at that time to be with him. Then he said to them, My soul is greatly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Stay here and watch with me. He's want us to come in agreement, or he wanted them to come in agreement, to stay there at that time. Would you be gutted if that happened and you never done it? Would you be? If you were in the garden, I would be. And I, I probably would have been, because I'm not any better than the disciples. But he's given us an opportunity today to watch with him and pray with him. Then a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, this is him struggling and travail. Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. The last one that was talking about praying and knowing the will of God, this prayer, when Jesus is, is, is travailing with God, he's actually knowing the will of God, but he's actually saying, is there any way out of this? And his father says, no. And he says, right, I'm going to go. Then he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, could you not watch with me just one hour? Any of you ever fell asleep in the Lord? Yeah? Amen? A few honest ones in the day. <laughs> I'll be honest, I've heard God speak to me and then I've watched the telly. And he said, come up and pray, son. And maybe wanted to bless somebody the next day and maybe I missed it. And all I'm saying today is I'm encouraging us to hear the voice of God and pray. And hear that voice because I do, I do miss it, but I, want to don't, I don't want to miss it. Just like them, I think they would have been sad about this, not being there for him at this time. And I'm just encouraging, encouraging, no rebuking, encouraging us to pray. And I don't want to miss it. If I hear his voice, I want to go. Watch and pray, least you enter into temptation. When we pray, it keeps us out of temptation, doesn't it? As a benefits in prayer, you can end up with your face like Moses. <laughs> if you're in a prayer meeting today, when, when Jenny was praying for me, I felt, I felt the peace of God. I felt the, the love of God. When I go to the wee Tuesday night prayer meeting at this church, my spirit gets lifted. Prayer changes things. There's a wee boy that we're praying for. He's in hospital with brain tumours. And I'm going to keep praying for the wee guy, believing for a miracle. There's people there that need our prayers. There's a big church like this. With the love of God, I compel you and, and, and exhort you. Exhort means to strongly encourage to pray. It says the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak as well. The flesh is weak. And I know that when, when I've heard his voice and then watched the telly or something. No all the time, but sometimes as well. So Pastor Nick had asked me to speak on these, these, these last two as well. I'll read this here. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. This is after he re-established prayer in the temple and got rid of the rubbish. He got the other stuff out and he re-established prayer. This is what happens when prayer gets re-established. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And then the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things he did. 
and the children crying out in the temple saying, it was great to be children crying out the day, Hosanna to the son of David. Were you indignant, he said, did you not hear? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you not read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, God has ordained praise. So this last, last bit here. Now in the morning as Jesus returned into the city, he was hungry. And seeing the fig tree on the road, he came to it and found nothing on its leaves and said to it, let no one, let no fruit grow from you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered. And then the disciples saw it they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither so soon? And Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what is done to the fig tree, but also say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and it will be done. Is there anybody get mountains in here today? There will be people that has mountains in here today. This is a hard word to accept. Because not every time we speak, it works. But faith should rise up inside us and get a hold of these scriptures and pray the prayer of faith for people to believe that the same Jesus that was in the Bible is here today to get us through every single struggle, every single heartache, every single mistake. And whatever things you ask in prayer, there it's leading back to prayer again. Believe you receive them. Believe you receive them. So thanks very much, everybody. I just want to praise God for what he done. You know, one week after this, he was killed for you and for I. He was killed in a brutal death. But this day... They rode into Jerusalem. They took down palm trees. They laid them down. They took down their... They, they had to go and probably cut them, lay them down. They laid down and they worshipped him because he's worthy. I just want to recap before I pray. Being obedient can loose you and loose others and bring great blessing. Obedience brings. We are God's house. This is a building we meet in, but we are God's house. Our, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And God's house shall be a house of prayer. God wanted prayer at the centre of our, our worship and our lives. And that's how I believe how today when we gaze upon him and we look to him, the one who has the scars in his hands, Abigail, the one who has the scars, and he's saying to us today, come and pray with me. There's a dying world there. Brothers and sisters, look at my scars. Look at my hands. They're pierced. Look at my side. The blood that I shed for this country of Scotland. Come and pray with me and see my kingdom come and my will be done on this earth, my family, my brothers, my sisters, because I have bled for this country. I have bled for your families. I have died for them that they might be free. And as we gaze upon him, we lay down our lives let us no, no, no be mingy with an hour of our time, or an hour a day, whatever it is. Let us pray. Let us get back to the most important thing. Praise and adoration for Jesus is a powerful weapon. 
Who knows when you're having a down day and you say, well, I'm still going to praise him because he's worthy. He's worthy. My brother there, I know the stuff some people go through and they praise God through it. They can still praise God. Praise and adoration for Jesus is a powerful weapon for he is worthy. Who knows that he's worthy? Who knows that he's worthy? It's Palm Sunday the day. He's worthy, isn't he? Jesus is worthy and he's alive. We're not serving a God that's dead. He's alive today and he lives in you and me. Let me say this as well before I close. The power example, people watch your lives. I'm aware of that. My mum tells me all the time. <laughs> she cumbles me. <laughs> but see the example. I'm only taking a wee thing out. They laid down, the disciples put their, put their jackets down first on the donkey and it's cold. And then before, once they started walking, the people done it and all. They started laying down their jackets. Because the power of example is a greater witness than just your words. I believe in speaking the truth and love and telling folk about Jesus. And that's a great thing. But we should live it, too, shouldn't we? The power of a life set apart for God, a life laid down, is it was only their garments, but it's also their lives that people watch. The power of example, when they laid down their lives, laid down their lives for others. So thanks, everybody. Thanks. But I'd most of all, I want to thank the Lord. Because he's worthy. See, if you're struggling, the will be sitting there. Come and pray. That same Jesus that, that, that set these people free in the temple, that got out the rubbish and brung, said, my house will be a house of prayer. That's what I want. That's at the focus. Connecting with my daddy. Connecting with my father. Setting people free. Giving deliverance. Giving peace on earth to all mankind because I love them. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I remember you used a donkey, Lord. And you love a donkey, Lord. But you love people also, Lord. And what a privilege it is to, to speak about you today. Lord, I just pray, God, as the worship team comes in and worships, Lord, if anybody's struggling in life, if anybody doesn't fully know you in their heart, then you would speak to them and they would have the courage to speak to somebody or even come to the front and dedicate their life to you because you are worthy, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for all your goodness and we look to you today. As a church, we look to Jesus, the triumphant one, the one that they did that, that day and laid down their garments. Let us lay down our lives for you and live in the grace that you give us each day to day. Amen.